This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. Welcome to Careers Unplugged, the weekly show connecting you to secrets of career success. Careers Unplugged is hosted by Rich Sayer and Stu Hayes and proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program. If you feel being happy, committed, and passionate about your career is important, you're in the right place. My name's Rich Sayer, and I'm here with the fabulous co-founder of Careers Unplugged, the Master of Me coaching program, Stuart Hayes. Good afternoon, kind sir. How are you, Rich? It's great to be here. I'm really well. Thank you for asking. Fantastic. How's your day? Uh, Been full. Been a full day. Full day? Full. I'd hate to say full of it, but... uh, (laughs) Yes. And don't. Yes. <laughs> well, tell us all about today's guest. Very exciting indeed. It is. It is actually very exciting, uh, Rich. So our special guest today is a renowned podcaster. He's a mentor and he's a coach in the wellness, the mindset and the practice leadership areas. He's the founder of Drive Your Practice as well as being the co-host and the founder of Australia's top health podcast, The Wellness Guys, which reached number one in Australia in less than 16 weeks after it was launched and has been in the top 30 health podcasts in the States ever since 2011. How's that? Well, that's a pretty good achievement, isn't it? Uh, fair, fair enough. Actually, it's, uh, it's a quality show. But not surprisingly, he's also the co-founder of The Wellness Couch, which authors over nine of the top health podcasts, including Careers Unplugged, I should add, around the world. And he has his very own podcast, Inside the Champion's Mind, which focuses on helping people overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class. Nice. How's that resonate? Pretty good. That sounds good. So these days he also has uh, another podcast, My Practice Rules. Are you getting the podcast theme here, Rich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. If this was a Google search, you're getting the keywords. <laughs> so my practice rules is specifically for chiropractors because our guest today is in fact a chiropractor. Nice. And it focuses on chiropractic and how to keep it fresh, how to keep it up to date in terms of marketing, education, delivery and these types of things. But this guy, most importantly, has got fans and clients right across the world, including the two of us, no doubt. Well, I was going to say, there's one sitting right here in this chair. And one in my chair too. It's my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Lawrence Tam to Careers Unplugged. Oh, it's great to be on the show, guys. Really uh, excited to uh, shed some insights and uh, really love to be on this podcast. I love your podcast and uh, you have interviewed some greats and uh, just be among the names of the, the people that have been on this show. It's, uh, it's been uh, it's an honor. Wow, look at Thanks, that. Thanks, LT. What a plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, LT, did, did you always want to be a chiropractor? No, not at all. Uh, it's an interesting uh, thing. I, I, when I went, uh, I was going to go back to high school. Um, going back to high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, we, well, I, I've gone to school in Toronto, Canada, so that's where my accent comes from. And so uh, we had uh, year 13, so we went up to 13 years of high, um, in high school and uh, didn't know what I wanted to do. I did know a couple of things. One, I wanted to get into sports. Two, or you know, not necessarily play sport because I wasn't really good at it. <laughs> I was a bit of a nerd. Um, but I was really interested in sport. Number two, I, I had a, a passion for, you know, learning science. That was, you know, something that I was really good at. So I figured if I wanted to help people, sport and science, I needed to, to go into that some sort of field. I didn't know what that was. So I ended up looking around and uh, I found something. Well, it was actually physiotherapy that I wanted to get into because that was, you know, the thing at the mm-hmm. time yep. that you can get from high school. Um, I didn't get high enough marks. <laughs> I think I needed like a 96% 
or something like that. And I had like a 90. And so I didn't get in. And so I defaulted. What most people do is uh, a place called kinesiology. Kinesiology in Canada is about uh, basically the uh, study of human movement. So we look at human, how the body moves, how it functions. And, and then we on, went on from there. And I've had many career paths all the way down uh, ever since I've gone into that. But uh, that's how it pretty much got started. I went to kinesiology then uh, first year in, I got into something called ergonomics, which is the study of looking into uh, human factors and um, injuries and health and safety in, in companies. And I uh, worked for something uh, for companies like, you know, you might have heard of General Electric, yeah. um, you know, Bombardier, which is that they build planes yep. for de Havilland um, sure. and, um, you know, many other different little uh, careers. And um, as, a, as I was a student, of uh, University of Waterloo. And then um, I went to see a chiropractor uh, during my time there. And um, I just fell in love with with the whole philosophy of what chiropractic brings. It, most people think of it as back pain and, and neck pain and, and sports. And that's what I thought chiropractic was as well until I got in. And then I got into school there and uh, recognized that it was much more than that. And after my first year, I was exposed to a whole side of chiropractic that I was blown away by in terms of its lifestyle, the way um, it, it helps people. It's way more than just uh, what we most people think of chiropractors. And uh, that has really taken me on a path um, that's uh, where I am today. And it's interesting that to be on a show like this because you know, career, I've changed, you know, we were talking to Rich before about his yeah. career changes. I've probably changed um, six, seven careers in a way, you know, quote unquote careers, if you want to call podcasting as a career or, you know, coaching as a career, but mm. it's definitely changing and evolving every single year. You are, in fact, our second chiropractor that we've had. Second? Yeah, because we, we had oh, a third, actually. Third, is it? Who's the other one? Dennis. Damien. Oh, Damien. yeah, of course. DK, Originally. Of course. And then... So, uh, yeah. So there, there you go. I mean, that's uh, there's quite probably the highest featured uh, featured career on the show that we've had. <laughs> but what what I see is that um, everyone who's gone into chiropractic is actually uh, growing into something else from it as well. So in the case of Dennis Cummings, who we interviewed, who lives in New York, he he was saying, you know, even when he became good at being a chiropractor, he was bad at running the business. So he had to continue to educate himself on how to become a business person and how to, you know, make money from doing what he what his passion was. Has, has that been the case for you as well? That you not only developing the skills with your hands, but but with your mind. Yeah, you know, I think it, what what chiropractic lends itself to is that it it opens you up to a whole different world because most chiropractors or most people get into something like chiropractic and it and, you know, most health professionals, let's call them, you know, whether it be in naturopathic um, um, or, you know, even a doctor or a nurse or, you know, most health profession, you get into it because you fall in love with helping people mm. and you fall in love and you're passionate about really serving the people in, in, in terms of health, right? And not many people get into it just because of the money. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, especially when you're coming out of high school, you know, it, it can be a good profession. Like chiropractic can, can be lucrative in a way. Um, but, you know, so can be a doctor and so can be a stockbroker. Mm. But like any profession, there's poor ones and there's, you know, people who do really well in it. And I think when you, when you go into a career um, like, you know, a health profession, first you kind of go in passion and then you recognize that you develop all these skills. You spent four or five years. I went to school for, you know, after, after high school, I think eight years of university life and then coming out. And then, so I, you know, I was actually talking to someone yesterday. I, you know, I've been in school for like 23 years of my life, right? <laughs> Including kindergarten, <laughs> which is ridiculous. So you come out and you think, okay, now that I've studied enough, I'm ready to, you know, take on the world. And then you recognize that you got to do more learning because, you know, just because you got the skill 
to do something doesn't necessarily mean you have the skill to actually make money from it. And so then you have to go to another evolution of really learning about all the little things to make it work. And, you know, I see money as really not necessarily um, as, as a bad thing. I see money as the, the value that you're creating, you know, for people. And it, it's the exchange. It's the exchange of if you create great service and you create great value for someone, then in return is the value that they give you, which, you know, in this present moment, in this state, um, is money. You know, and um, and I believe that if you can learn to create and communicate the right message to people, and you create value for them by serving their needs and their wants, then you've done a great job. And this is across from what, any profession that you want to get into. I'm so, curious, uh, Lawrence, um, and thanks for that answer because it's actually uh, it's actually a really good answer that applies to so many people in the, in their careers. But back back when you're so you did eight years of university, you've you've obviously you've got chiropractic. Did you end up with ergonomics or um, kinesiology qualifications as well? Yeah. So in Canada, um, be, you, before you can become a chiropractor, you actually have to do at least three years of university okay. before you actually go in there. So um, I studied, um, I have a bachelor of honors uh, in uh, science and kinesiology. I uh, did that for four years. And then I did four years on top of that uh, of, of chiropractic. So at what point did you have this, um, I'm suggesting it might have been somewhat deflating realization that you had to do more learning. Um, to, to use the phrase I think you, um, you mentioned was you had to learn how to make it work. It, you know, for me, I think I was, I was a person to always, I always had this desire to grow and always a desire, and I still do, like I still want to learn. And, and to me, this is the school of life. And it, you never stop learning. You know, I think the day you stop learning is the day you, you just sort of given up. Um, because no matter, you know, now I'm, I'm continuing learning now, even when I, after I finished chiropractic college, I was still learning, um, you know, what would be communication skills and business skills. And, you know, now it's, nowadays it's like, you know, how do you function in, in, in the social media world? You know, like it's a totally yeah. different world than it was you know, seven years ago or 10 years ago and, and how you communicate. And this is one of the things I talk to, you know, my, my coaching clients now, cause I coach chiropractors specifically. And, you know, I said to them like how you market it seven years ago, it's a completely different marketing space uh, than it is now because there's social, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's YouTube, and people are finding more and more about you through those avenues. And if you don't know how to adapt to the marketplace and it's moving so much faster, there's no way we're going to be able to communicate that message properly. And there's no way we're going to get market penetration until we actually understand where our market's coming from. So there's, I don't think there's ever been a point in my life that says, oh my God, I'm going to need to keep on learning. I, you know, there's always, there's multiple points, obviously saying, man, I can't believe I thought I'd done. Mm -hmm. And that happens probably every day (laughs) (laughs) to, to, to really answer that question. But I think you just have to accept the fact that you have to learn every single day, every single week, and every single year. If change is a given, you know, that's the state of flux, so to speak, uh, do you set goals around your, uh, well, do you set goals full stop, uh, you know, around your learning, around your business, around your, obviously, your varied podcast shows, and how important uh, is writing lists to LT? Um, for me, you know, I'm a mixture. Um, I, there, there's points in my life where I write a lot of lists and they get me going. And there's times where I'm just slack and I don't do any of it. But I will tell you that in the last, I can give you my examples of the last, say, six months. Um, the time, the periods of time where I actually write lists of the things I'm going to do today mm-hmm. or the things I'm going to do this quarter, um, I function way better um, in those quarters or those days when I don't. Because 
there's too much distraction in my life um, that happens, to, which is I'm sure the same thing for everybody else, that you get sidetracked on. Mm. And those downtime, that split second of going, hmm, I have nothing to do right now, and then you just go on Facebook, then you're just run into that rabbit hole of an hour lost. <laughs> and, uh, you know, where if you had a list, you have these things to accomplish. And once you're done with that one list, you go to the next. So I'll give you an example. The perfect example is this. Um, I go to the States at the moment, uh, four times a year and I'm heading off like in about five days time. And, you know, I go there for, um, a, a coaching group for, to be coached by, um, you know, for me to get coaching um, and to be hanging around with masterminds and, and, and really successful people so I can learn from them. Our, a flight from Perth to LA is about, you know, 20 somewhat hours, right? And so what that means is that I'm on a plane for at least 20 hours. And so the first thing I do when that door closes is that I have no connection to the rest of the world anymore. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time I go, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I actually sit down, pull out my notebook, and I write a list. I write a list of all the things I want to get accomplished on this flight. Because otherwise, if I don't write that list, it's just going to end up like, oh, it's kind of boring. I'm going to go watch another movie. No, it doesn't mean that I don't watch a movie, right? It doesn't mean I don't yeah. eat or do anything else. But I have a list now. So when there's a default, if there's any other time in that 20 hours that I go thinking, oh, I have nothing else to do. I'm bored. Open up the list. It's already there. Just yeah. check it off. You don't have to even do it in order as long as there's a list and go, what do I want to do next? And having that list, man, I smash through projects and smash through um, stuff like there's no tomorrow in 20 hours. It's amazing how much you get done because there's nothing, you know, you have no excuse. You've written down a list and there's a to-do list for you to do to get through these projects. I've got to say though, LT, that's actually quite extraordinary because uh, for me, I mean, I... I, I I sort of have always regarded those long-distance flights as the time when, when I can be babysat by movies and I really resist being productive. <laughs> well, I, I, think, you know, I think it's important to enjoy a good movie once in a while, but when you get to 20 hours, I mean, by the time you get to yeah. the third movie, it's like, oh yeah. my God, <laughs> it's like, I just feel like a waste. So that's where I do put the movies. Like, I mean, let's face it, when a meal comes, you can't be working. Like mm. you, you, there's, no, there's not enough space <laughs> to yeah. work. So I try to do, the best time to work is actually that first 45 minutes before the first tray of food comes through. Because you know you can, you can condense time, 45 minutes, get some work done. And when that tray comes, listen, there's nothing else you can do. You might as well watch a movie at that time. So you mentioned just a, a minute or so ago about mastermind groups. Uh, I'm curious. How, how do you arrange support around you? Obviously, you have mastermind groups. Do you have mentors and things like that as well? Yeah, so I got several mentors of mine, and um, and they could be individual basis. Um, you know, a couple of mentors of mine are friends, personal friends, so I can kind of call them up any time. Um, the other thing to get mentors as well is to actually pay for them. Um, I think it's it's valuable. Um, I mean, everybody has a coach, really, and, and any professional athlete has a coach, right? You're the best, the best had a coach. Like when you take a look at, you know, Michael Jordan had a coach in basketball. Uh, you can look at Wayne Gretzky in hockey. They he had a coach. Everybody's a coach, um, and if if you want to be the best of the best in your world and anything that you want to do, and I think it's wise to have a coach. Now, does the mentor, the coach have to be in direct contact with you? I don't think so. Now in the day of, of the technology that we have, um, you know, I can listen to Rich and Stu and them, they can be my mentor and they don't even know it right? Because I can listen to their insights and, um, and their, their expertise just on a podcast. And so there are a lot of ways to, to get mentors and, um, in, in your life. But I think it's very, very important to get guidance, especially from people who have done it before you. And not that you, it's not important to learn from your own mistakes and your own lessons, but why repeat things that really is unnecessary so you can just make better, bigger mistakes faster? Lawrence, uh, when did you first realize that? 
When did I first realize that? Um, in terms of hiring a coach? Yeah. Or yeah, I I think I recognized it when I I when I wasn't I was plateauing. I you know I my good friend Taki says there's there's three plateaus in life. You know you're either surviving, which is like basically just barely scraping the bottom, or you're plateauing at, at a level of um, sustainability, which means that you just you know, you just can't crack that ceiling. You're doing okay, but you just can't get past that next level. Uh, you know, it could be just say you're earning 100 grand or 200 grand or whatever it is, but you just can't seem to budge from that. And then the third plateau is when you're actually successful. You know, there's that success. You just achieved everything you ever want to achieve and you go, well, there's no, there's no other level, mm. you think, anyways, right? And so that's the, I think that's for me or for, from a career's perspective. And that's what happened. Like in chiropractic, I achieved my goals, like we talked about goals before. I wrote down my goals when I was a student and I had a mastermind group and this ties it all in, right? So I had a mastermind group between two other friends, um, my good friend, Jamie Richard, who does their podcast with me now. And we kind of disconnected for like 10 years and we kind of got back together and we got into the podcast. But as we were students, we're three of us, Scott Batcher and Jamie Richards, inside the cafeteria every single week, um, we used to have, open a book, a journal, and we would write down all our goals and our achievements of what we're going to do in life as a chiropractor. And, you know, how, how many people we're going to see, um, what kind of, you know, what kind of practice is going to look like and all that stuff. And, you know, and we never really, you know, we've done it, we reflect upon it, but we're still students. So it's not like we can make it happen. Honestly, within three years, okay, three years without a doubt, what I written down, you know, four years before as a student, I achieved. The old saying, careful if you aim too low. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But that was, you know, to tell you the truth, that was a problem because it was a huge problem because I achieved those goals for the next four or five years now after that was I didn't know what I wanted to do Mm. because I already achieved it. I I hit the plateau of success. I mean, I could have pushed it a little bit more, but an extra 10% is like, yeah, like, is it worth the effort? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that's when I really start to go back to learning. I went back to learn, um, you know, I studied a lot of internet marketers. I studied a lot of, you know, content provider information marketers and just to learn something brand new and just trying different things. I've, you know, failed businesses. I remember I I opened a store called iLife Studios, uh, which was like the, you know, personal development uh, website for uh, that was going to go and compete against Amazon. Uh, obviously, huh. it didn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, it was just things like that where I think um, you know having those those goal setting, but reaching a certain point. And I remember this this clearly. I know we're kind of going all over the place, but I remember clearly. If you haven't watched Steve Jobs' um, commencement speech, uh, I think it was Stanford University. Yeah. Um, you know, and he and he he did this talk, and then there was a one line in, in there. He says, you know, if I woke up every day. Um, and recognize that I wasn't passionate about waking up or doing the things I want to do that day. And if woke, if did that too many times in a row, then I realized I had to change. And that hit me really hard because, you know, here I am doing three or four years in a row doing, you know, I was doing great. Like I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I wasn't getting fulfilled. Mm. And, and that's when I reached a point where I need to do something different. And that's when I was searching and doing all this stuff. And, you know, technically I'm not uh, practicing chiropractic anymore. I, I, I actually just left my practice about two or three months ago. Um, and um, yeah, because I, I just felt there was more passion to be able to help other people grow and see more people, which means I was leveraging my skills to impact more people in the world. So you're kind of media mogul now. It's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, I'm going to take on NBC next. Yeah, <laughs> so that, uh, that's right. yeah Amazon, uh, yeah. So 
that Stephen Jobs um, speech, I've seen that one actually. Uh, was that a bit of a wake-up call for you? Have there been any others where you've been sort of trucking along and all of a sudden sort of, hang on, hang on a minute, this is uh, not really what I had in mind? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking when I was a, when I was a kid and, and as a teenager that I knew that I was a nerd and I wasn't really good looking. I had no chance with the best looking girls in the world. <laughs> no, uh, no, I think, you know, going back to that quick story then, I, I think it's more about um, knowing your skills. You know, yeah. like, I, I mean, I had high expectations of uh, having a beautiful um, wife in the future. And I do have a beautiful, beautiful wife. Uh, and, cool. um, and I set my highs, my, my goals really high at that time too as well. And I had no chance. Like I looked at myself in the mirror, there's no chance. I, I'm embarrassed, but I, one day I'm sure I will show some pictures of myself in high school. Um, but at this moment, it's just in secrecy. But at the time, <laughs> I recognized that there's right. some skills. Right? If anyone's listening skills. out there that has <laughs> pictures of Lawrence... <laughs> Just post up on careersunplugged.com Facebook page. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> oh, man. That's, members uh, only. <laughs> yeah, members only. Yeah, you, you have to sign up for the Careers Unplugged <laughs> first to see the access photos. Um, it's like TMZ here. Uh, it, the, you know, I recognize that you need to focus on your skills, you know, what you're really good at. And um, one of the ways that I, you know, with, with anything, I think, is for me, it was to be able to communicate and really listen. And um, so that's, that, that was one insight that I recognized that my skill set was to be able to listen to people um, and to be able to really understand them. And uh, so that would be one. Another insight, too, as well, would be to know that it's about leveraging. I, I mean, we were listening to Di Martini once, um, and he, he, I listened to it as a student. I was uh, first year in chiropractic college. So that was a, you know, we're going back probably like 16 years ago. And I remember in the gymnasium, he got up and spoke and he said one thing, he said, he left, you know, sometimes as a chiropractor, you're thinking, why did you leave chiropractic? You're so awesome. But he left because he can, you know, he, his vision was that he wanted to serve, you know, millions and millions of people. And so, you know, the best way to do that is not still being in the practice, serving that only small little practice or that community is to actually go out and serve other people who can get inspired to help more people. Mm. And that always stuck in my mind. And I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, in my practice, I can see, you know, X number of people, I can touch so many Mm. people's lives, but that's limited. Mm. Right. And so this is the concept of the wellness guys, you know, the concept of wellness guys um, podcast was started simply because I wanted to make a bigger impact for health and wellness other than the people that I was able to see one-on-one. So then, therefore, the wellness guys came across and then we, we developed a show that could reach, you know, thousands. And now, we, you know, I think we got like 11,000 people downloading each and every single week. Um, and, you know, then the concept of, okay, how can we get bigger? So this is where Wellness Couch came about, right? Because mm-hmm. why just rely on us, the three of us, to kind of create a bigger show? Why don't we create other people who have other networks and then they can get more more people and influence more people. Now we got nine shows, one including yours you, and you guys being number one in the in the business world, um, you know, and 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 spreading that message. And so that was one take. So now we the vision of serving a million people now is feasible. You know, mm. you couldn't do that in a small practice. Dare to dream, but, um, huh? Yeah, the dream is you know, now we can do that. So now I think you know, let's say let's take example of me serving chiropractors. Now, if I can help doubling uh, a car, one chiropractor's office right? I've influenced those people, right? But if I took, you know, uh, you know, 50 chiropractors and helped them double their practice, then they're serving that much more and it's way more leverage mm-hmm. to talk to 50 people and make that change than it is for me to do it one-on-one, uh, hands-on. Totally. So Lawrence, you talked a little bit about the things that are motivating you to achieve, to move forward. Um, 
What about the dark times? Have you had periods of your career that have just been really tough where, where you might have not been able to see up, down, left, right, anything? Yeah, so I, I still remember the times when we first moved over here. So, um, you know, being in Canada, my wife um, quit a job and we moved over here with, I think, $10,000 max and $3,500 went right right to the insurance. <laughs> like, I think, you know, to have a, become a chiropractor, you have to pay for insurance um, in case someone sues you. And that was like three. So we're down to like six grand um, and um, right away. And so, you know, the first couple of years, you know, it was pretty tough and because my wife didn't have a job. Um, we didn't have any family here. And so we moved to a city, like I live in Perth, Australia, um, where we didn't know a single soul. I didn't have any friends here. And, um, you know, I just had to make it work. So everything relied on me. What, 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 and, was, it, what was it that you were, what was driving you at that stage? I mean, did you stick to the same plan or did you change plans? Did you have the mentors, the coaches or what, what was the... No, I, d- I didn't have any coaches or mentors at that time. Um, you know, the, well, they had mentors and coaches in a way that they didn't know about it. I mean, I was absorbing information. <laughs> Tony this Robbins, is, yeah. yeah. Tony Robbins, uh, you know, Tony Robbins, MP3, you know, and actually this is pre-MP3 day. So, you know, I had cassette tapes. <laughs> Do you, remember, you remember those, right? Cassette yeah, tapes. Yeah. Um, and so my mentors were cassette tapes and I literally, and this is a funny story, when I was in chiropractic college, this, went, this is where I actually began um, learning um, university on the road. And university on the road means that I, you know, I used to be a 20-minute drive from my house to the chiropractic college. And so I drove uh, a Trans Am Firebird and I had a tape recorder. And I used to go to these seminars and I used to buy the cassette tapes or probably rip off and record them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, you know, basically I taped like say Martini um, or, you know, Tony Robbins and I would just pump them in and I would be listening to that instead of the radio. And I did that for, you know, four years. And when I, I, when I came over to Australia, I only had one suitcase, one suitcase each, right? So two suitcases. And I made sure I brought in like the best cassette tapes I could, you know, find the best of the best. And I traveled with them. And I remember the very first car I got here in Australia, um, the one of the prerequisites to buy that car did it have to have a cassette tape, a cassette tape player. <laughs> and this Before. is going back to 2002, right? 2002, yeah. 2003. So it was, it was still like, it was like getting dated, I'm sure. But that was the prerequisite for the car because I wanted to listen to things continuously to fill my mind and to be mentored by those people. So the dark times, those are the things that got me through it. Um, yeah, there's de- plenty of dark times of, you know, can we afford this? Can, you know, what happens when, when no cl- clients and no patients show up? Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of, and it's not just me. Like if I failed, hey, you know, I'm sure I can go back to my mom and dad and they can support me, but I'm married now. Mm. I've got a wife to support and I literally you know, uprooted her away from her family, traveled halfway around the world um, to come here. And, um, and we have to, to make it work. If uh, you've had enormous success in, in your own career and you're a pretty driven person and, uh, and you're still pursuing that, that endless self-education path, uh, you know, just that just comes across in everything you do. If you had to sum up all the things you've learned from your mentors and from your own life experience, what would be the gold nugget you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I think there's a couple. So I'll try to summarize it as best I can. I think number one is that you need to continue learn learning. We've kind of touched upon that. I mm. think continue learning about growing. I think I have a, a, a big passion for that. And I, I wish I have a big wish and I wish that everybody in this world um, would step up just a little bit. If everybody just stepped up 1%, 
um, I think this world would be a better place. Mm. And simply because not only do you learn and you grow, that you actually will help grow the people around you. And when those people grow, they're going to grow other people around them. So it creates this massive ripple effect in this world. And I think in all, if all of us kind of work together, we'll create so much uh, success uh, as a whole, as a, as a humankind. That would be one. Um, number two, I think hire someone who is better than you and you know, talk to them, reach out to them, um, find some help. If you're stuck, call them. And you know, my, one of my mentors, his name is Jeff Spencer, and he talks about um, being on speed dial. You know, I'll love, like, I have a couple of people where I can call them up on speed dial. They're on my phone and just go click and they will answer my call. And I think all of us need that, you know, one or two people just to, to, because, you know, when Stu just asked the question about, have you been in downtime? Of course we, we all had downtime. So it's, it's impossible not to. Um, I think if you haven't had downtime, I don't think you actually get to see success. And so when you have those downtimes, it's important not to dwell in it and, and, you know, put your head in the sand. I think it's important to kind of go, all right, I am I recognize number one, recognize that I am in it. Number two, who do I need to who do I need to call or what do I need to do to get myself out as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. And um those those are really important situations to have. But you you gotta plan for that beforehand. And I'll give you one last tip before we head off here. Um it's you know, if we're gonna I, this is one list. So whenever I had downtime, when this is in the beginning of my career, um, and I think I learned this from D Martin, I can't remember. He said that write down ten things that you can do to get yourself out of this funk. Right. So <laughs> think about it. Right. So, to, I, I mean, I'll give you some examples. Like, one, watch a movie, but pick a specific movie that you're going to know you get to get inspired. For me, uh, there's a movie called Rudy. Um, probably Americans will, will just know that movie. I know that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, most, right. yeah, it's a great, great movie. Right. Um, or, you know, something like Remember the Titans, whatever. So, pick a movie that you're going to watch. And then, number two, uh, you know, maybe um, go for a run, uh, go work out, um, meditate, you know, whatever it is. Write down 10 things. And the reason why you write down 10 things, you want to take that list and you want to laminate it. You want to put it aside or, you know, make multiple copies because when you're in the situation of stress and when you're actually, you know, in, you know, your head's down in the hole and you, you know, you think the, the world's ending, you're in, you know, fight or flight state, which means you're not thinking, you're not making rational decisions. And so in that state, you can't get yourself out of it, right? That's the point of calling someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what you do though, the simplest thing is you go, I have this list. I have a list of 10 things I could do. You pick up that list, right? So, you know, going back to the thing, if I'm, whether I'm a list person, I probably am a list person. So. I'm, just here, I'm just hearing this and thinking, whenever you get down, what do you do? You go write a list and then book yeah, a yeah. flight to, to, to America. So you've got That's 20 right. hours to smash it, you know? That's right. <laughs> so I would pull out this list of 10 things and go, okay, well, what can I do right now? Out of those 10 things, it's already decided for me, right? Beforehand, um, before I was in the stress state, it was already done in a, when I was a rational um, state of mind and I was able to pick one of those things and go and do it. I don't care if it's going and, and play your favorite song and dance full blast in your house. It doesn't matter. Um, but whatever it is, you just got to get out of that physical state. And Tony Robbins talks about that all the time, right? Yeah. Change your physiology, that will change your state of mind. Yep, state change. That's fantastic advice, LT. Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. That's about all we've got time for. It's just flown by. Yeah, We, we need to do a special one-hour extra bonus bumper episode you know hey maybe i could be your first uh, hour episode uh, podcast uh, interview <laughs> yeah yeah and now now well i'm gonna put you on my speed dial so now every time i get down i'm just gonna ring you and i'm gonna have my what's, list so, what's number three on the list lt <laughs> <laughs> um but you know thanks so much for coming on the show and and giving us some insights there and and uh some inspiration on your journey stewie you got into that uh, thank you very much, LT. It's great to have you on the show. Really, um, what you talk about really resonates with me. So thank you very much. My pleasure. It's great to be on the show. Thank you.
And uh, to all of you at home, in the car, wherever you are, thanks for joining us. We hope the insights provided by Lawrence Tam will help you on your journey. Make a point of visiting careersunplugged.com and check out Lawrence's extra information and some of the outtakes that we're about to record. And uh, just make sure you, you, you join up. It's free. Leave a comment. Get access to a whole bunch of resources designed specifically to help you make it big in life, career, and business. This has been Careers Unplugged with Rich and Stu. Careers Unplugged, proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program, helping you succeed in life, career, and business. Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading the wellness message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to www www.thewellnesssummit.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter The Wellness Couch Streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.